Welcome to Choi's podcast. I'm Choi, and today's guest is CJ Cheng. Like me, CJ is a Dutch-born Chinese, and he's using this background now to create TV shows in Hong Kong and the Netherlands, where he informs one culture about the other one. So he made shows in Hong Kong about visiting the Netherlands, and he's about to launch a TV show series in the Netherlands, where he's exploring what it means to be Chinese there. CJ studied communication and information science in Amsterdam. And after that, he started to work for Dutch TV for years. He was a producer, presenter, editor, project manager for quite some big TV shows and productions. A couple of years ago, he decided to explore Asia, where he again participated in multiple projects. I'm quite unfamiliar with the show business, so I'm really looking forward to getting some information about this from CJ. So here is CJ. Hey, hi CJ. Good to have you here. How are you today? Yeah, I'm fine. I'm. Uh, it's early here, so I'm. Uh, I'm waking up, but I'm having my tea, my strong tea, and uh, I'm fine. Thank you. Okay. And, how, and what about you? I'm also very good. Yeah, I'm a happy person in the morning always. Hey, where are oh, you really? now? I'm in Hong Kong. Can you tell us a bit about yourself first? A trainee at 85 is a broadcaster in Amsterdam. And so I started my career in the television. Actually, I wanted to, to do something with music, but I don't know. I had to find a place to do the train, uh, training ship. So, and then I saw the 85 and I wrote a letter to them. And after seven days, I was hired. And uh, so it was in 2006, still in the TV industry. But of course, it changed a lot. It's not yeah. only focusing on TV anymore. It's more about content now. Science of communication and information at the VU. The VU is the Freie Universiteit of Amsterdam. It was a, it was a very nice study. Okay, so you started at 85. Um, what was your first role there in, this, yeah. in the TV world? Yeah, so as a trainee, you have to do everything. And believe mm. me, it's everything. And uh, so, uh, for example, you have to prepare a shooting. Uh, you have a few days for, for that, and uh, you, have to, uh, you have to organize... Um, organize it you have to find places to shoot but also set up the crew uh, the equipment uh, also the timeline also the budget but also the props that you need for the for the for the shooting so then you have several uh, days to prepare it and then on the shooting day you have to support everything so um, to make sure that everything goes smooth and on time I started as that so you are the first first one on the on the on the set and uh, the last one also on the set. <laughs> But it is so typical. Uh, so on the shooting day, everything will go uh, differently. Yeah. So chaos. Everything that you, yeah, chaos. Everything that you planned will will change, or suddenly you don't, uh, or or there's a traffic jam, for example. Yeah. yeah then yeah. everything will will go wrong, and uh, but you have to make sure that you are still on time because uh, because you have several shooting locations on one day. So if you miss the one location or too late then all the locations will be late as well. And of, of course, the, the, the crew wants to go home on time. But also, um, I like Dynamic. shooting days most. Yeah. No, shooting days are fun because yeah. the people are fun. You're, it's yeah. like with a group Something. of friends and, and, and working on one thing. So you, are really, you will really have an, a, a feeling that you are working with a team. 
Yeah. Yeah. So after your traineeship, you actually participated on a lot of cool projects, uh, a lot of TV production and presenting experience. And then even two years as a producer for the biggest Dutch TV show of the past decade. It was a process. I mean, mm. 85 was a process. And within 85, I also did a lot. So I started as, tra- as a trainee. And then they hired me as a part-time producer. But I also did uh, something with rides, selling the, selling the footage. Um, but I also did, uh, I was an editor. And then after it, I think I also did some uh, director of work there. And then I worked for DWDD, De Wereld Door. So what you said was one of the biggest show of the de- uh, decade. That one was really stressful. <laughs> Before I always said, when I was working for 85, I always said, I will never, never work for a news uh, program because every day you have a deadline. I found a job at De Wereld Door, DWDD. So Basically the same. Every day we had a deadline. At seven, it had to be on TV. It's a live show. Yes, it's challenging, but I learned a lot and yeah. uh, uh, I can uh, I can manage, manage my stress. Good to know about that about yourself, I think, how you react under this amount of uh, pressure. Yeah, I'm focus. Just focus. Don't let, don't let other people or something else influence you. Yeah, Just focus, focus on your task. But it was 40 hours, 10 hours a day. And, but... On the fifth day, I was working for another company. It calls uh, uh, FCTE, and they had a, a, a big project there. And so I also worked for them. And they had a project that said the, uh, the entertainment experience. And it was uh, the first user generated multimedia project. So, in brief, Dutch Hollywood director Paul Verhoeven made a uh, made a clip of five minutes, and everybody at home. At the end, there were two movies. One was uh, uh, created by the people at home, and the other one was created and influenced by. Uh, sorry, and the other one was created by Paul Verhoeven. So it was a very interesting project. It was really big, won all prizes, and this project they sold to China to work in China. And it was back in 2012. Okay, after that project, and I also did two seasons of uh, De Wereld Door. So I was like, okay, what's next? Deep inside, I was a little bit ambitious. And I also had the China experience. So I was like, okay, let's give it a try. And it was 2014. So um, I decided to move to Hong Kong, <laughs> quit my job and, uh, and, uh, and give it a try. Okay, and uh, yeah. What happened next? Yes, and so I was in Hong Kong. I had only 3,000 euros. <laughs> Which is <laughs> not a lot start. in Hong Kong. It's really not a lot because my rent at that time was already 800 euros, but it's 7,000 something Hong Kong dollar. But um, so I tried to get a job, but I couldn't get a job um, because there are not much uh, TV channels in, 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 uh, in Hong Kong. Um, back then it was maybe two or three. I I, I forgot. Uh, uh, but I found a job in Shanghai, so I had an interview in Shanghai, and uh, and they hired me, and it was a real cool job, and it was, it was a little bit like uh, it was on the right time. I found the right job because um, that company it called I, they call IPCN. They were uh, buying Western TV formats. 
mm-hmm. and they sell it to Chinese broadcasters. Back then, it was popular to buy Western formats. So you have to think about uh, X Factor or The Voice. The Voice is a Dutch TV show. And so they did it as well, but also uh, America's Next Top Model. So they made it, they made their own version, China's Next Top Model. And so all the Western formats, they bought it and they sold it to Chinese broadcasters. And I was a part of that team. It was really cool back then. Yeah, to implement this for Chinese TV, Chinese audience. Exactly. It's exciting because you had much more budget to produce television shows. Yeah. yeah. So what, what we had in, in the Netherlands for one uh, for the whole season, they had the budget for the one episode for with the same budget. Okay, wow. And uh, what about the industry level? People there were, um, so they were learning from us. So we were hired to teach them yeah. or okay. they both they both the format and then and then they will get a TV Bible. Yeah. And so um, and we told them and teach them how to implement them for um, so but but the good thing about uh, the people there in Shanghai were was that they were willing to learn and they were really willing to work very hard mm. because they were yeah they were very energetic they were they want to reach something. They, want, they wanted to create something good. So it was really, it was great to work with them. So they were For not me, scared was, of overtime. So there was a really a different not vibe. Not at all. Yeah. Different vibe. And it forced me to work hard as well. <laughs> <laughs> work harder, but it was fun. It was fun. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. much higher paced. And uh, yeah. yes. And um, a better results um, also because of that or? the show the ratings were great for the voice um so that was that was really successful china's next top model was the ratings were medium oh really (laughs) i would have expected that show to be uh quite successful there as well but after one year i i moved to hong kong because i'm i somehow i miss hong kong (laughs) okay and what did you do in hong kong so i moved to hong kong because uh, shanghai was cool i was really alone there so, uh, and, but I, I made a lot of friends, but somehow they couldn't understand me. <laughs> in China, they were so different. In China, there's only one boss. Even she was the only one above me, but all people had to wait for her to approve something. Yeah. So we have to wait for her to pitch her something. And so, but sometimes she will be at the office maybe for, for a half hour. So in, Everything had to has to happen in that half hour, and then you have to prepare for the next meeting, and it was too slow for me and too. No, it was not like we work in the Netherlands. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So, so depending decided, on one okay, person. Then I was I decided okay, let's go to Hong Kong. I can speak Cantonese better, and I have friends here, family here. Let's give it a try in Hong Kong again. I, I found a job. It was for an NGO. Hmm. I was responsible for all content for their. Yeah. For, for that NGO. So we, we were creating impactful um, uh, content. And how was it to work with a Hong Kong team and, and then use local? So it, when you were filming in India and, and Philippines, were you also engaging local people in the team? Yes, but it was also the, uh, a, a fun thing to do because I learned a lot uh, because every culture, 
every country have our own culture and own way of communication. So that was the most challenging part. People were very motivated and they wanted to reach something because it has a meaning. So I did that. And then after, after two years, I decided to uh, set up my own company. Mm-hmm. And it was not, uh, so we created television shows, but also we helped uh, brands, corporates, companies, small companies uh, with their marketing. We, so from A to Z. Yeah, because this media landscape really changed in, uh, in the meantime. Uh, online presence became uh, really important and uh, yeah, content creating content and indeed how to launch it uh, out there. That's, uh, yeah, that's really something that is uh, quite new. And uh, I think a lot of companies indeed would like to have help with it. So I can imagine that their uh, business was booming for you. It was booming, uh, but that was a good thing about the project I did for FCC, the entertainment experience, because that multimedia project, I learned so much from it. So how to create Inter, uh, interaction, participation, and then mm. also engagement, and also the, all the all the strengths of each platform. How to how to use it, and mm. how to set it, um, how to use it as a tool to reach people. You also are making uh, shows <laughs> where um, you show Hong Kong people how much fun it is in the Netherlands. I had an investor, and uh, we were uh, we were, and uh, so one day I was. Um, that hey i miss holland let's let's make a travel show it's fun and i really we started with that just just with that simple idea four shows already and um, it was really fun to do <laughs> yeah and did you get like did you get um, funny reactions my fans were very very, very kind but also for us to study yeah because the universities in the netherlands are, are quite good the netherlands is so it's it's just a great country they are they are open for new things and uh, they are great with a lot of things so they are creative uh, the people are nice and the, the way how they think is different than people in Hong Kong and I don't want to um, to 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 tell the people in Hong Kong like okay you have to do like this no I give them an extra option mm. if one day you are uh, f- uh, want to do something hey maybe that the Dutch people can inspire you how to do it yeah. So I try to do uh, integrate those kind of message in my show, the Forge show. Um, every item had a message. So mm. it was all about it was about sustainability. It was about uh, woman empowerment. What's and the name of so the show? Orange Fuzz is the English name, Orange but uh, the Chinese name, yes, yeah, Orange Fuzz, and uh, the Chinese name is Tamai Kongye for the Chinese listeners. Okay. <laughs> Hey, and now you're making something else, uh, mirroring a bit. Um, you're making a series for Dutch TV about being Chinese in the Netherlands. It was a dream for me to make those kind of things. But back then, I don't know why, but maybe the Dutch broadcasters or maybe the few, uh, the people in the Netherlands, the viewers, were not ready yet for, uh, to, to, for that sh- kind of show. This show is really relevant at this moment. We are still shooting. So the shooting is in Hong Kong because it's about the Chinese culture. So I will go really deep into the topic mm-hmm. and try, try to find out a lot of questions okay. that, I, that I 
experience by myself. Yeah. And when will it be on TV then? Do you know? For now, we are planning to have it on TV in September. So any conclusions about um, how, yeah, the, yeah, growing up between cultures and um, how you experience it and, uh, and are your questions answered in the in these series yes oh yes yes a lot of a lot of questions are answered and it's so so i thought i quite understand the chinese culture but it, it is much more complicated than i thought and also go way go back to to the history and so i learn a lot and it's also very useful to to understand the chinese culture more because in our daily life even a conversation with your parent it's all influenced by the culture yeah i and... i completely agree with you i mean i've been in asia for 15 years now and also growing up between cultures and then uh, yeah and also a lot of interaction with uh, with parents or with, with my mother then in my case but i'm still learning every day about the differences which is also a confirmation how big the difference is even for people like us So the difference between a real Western person, a real uh, Dutch person without any Asian roots and a real Chinese person is, is massive. And I think that people are really underestimating how much everything is influenced by culture and history and yeah, how people think about the smallest things in daily life. And how they not understand each other and uh, a lot of miscommunication. And then I think also that knowledge about these differences would really contribute to a better cooperation and a better relationship and better opportunities and yeah, more, uh, uh, more world peace, basically. Yes, ex exactly. We are at this moment, I think people are focusing on too much on, on the differences. Yeah. Oh no, they are like this, but Actually, we should get deeper into the topic or take a step further. Like, why are they different? And that is the interesting part to me. Yeah. And that is also what I want to film. Because if you know the difference and you understand them, yeah. then you will come to a, to, to a closer field and to, 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 to live together. Yeah. This, the, purpose, the purpose of the show is to to make the Dutch people understand the Chinese culture more. Okay, yes, Chinese people are different, but why are they different? Yeah. That's what I want to show. And also for the Chinese people in the Netherlands, after watching the show, um, I want them to feel like, oh, okay, this is a real uh, representative show. I feel like this. And because I, I think in the Netherlands, there, there's no show that the Chinese people will be like, okay, This represent my Chinese culture. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so but okay. But show, we, are, we, we are trying to do that. Yeah, but we are a unique group as well, I think, as Dutch Chinese. Exactly. Yes, yeah. but, but why, why are we different? And, and even for, for me, at this moment, I was, um, I'm trying to find it out. Because when you are in the Netherlands, you, are, you don't realize that it's because you are in that society, you are a part of the society, but you will not really think like, where does it come from? Where do you feel most at home then? Really difficult question. I think 
at the end, the Netherlands, of course, because I'm born there, growing up there. Living is better there, less stress, people nicer. Uh, but somehow I like Hong Kong as well because uh, we all look the same here and there is much more opportunities here. I speak the, I speak the language. Um, can I can I say both? Do we yeah, really have of to? Of course, of course, you don't. Make, yeah, make, of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you feel in between. Yeah. You cannot choose, and you feel in between cultures. No, 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 no. I, I also with the same. With, uh, also with the same. At um, uh, do I feel more Chinese or Dutch? It's so so difficult this question because. Um, you don't know. Maybe inside. you don't know, or maybe it changes from day to day. I try to to answer this question for many years, but at this moment, I'm thinking like, I think I'm inside. I'm more Dutch. The way I behave, think, yeah. and uh, react on things, I'm more Dutch. My look is Chinese, and at the end of the day, people in Hong Kong will accept me more than the Netherlands. <laughs> Is there something bad that I say this? You think so? You think that people in Hong Kong will accept you better than in the Netherlands? I That's think so. unexpected. Because Netherlands is very open, so why wouldn't they accept you? But of course, you have an Asian appearance, but... It's something to discuss about. I'm not sure about the answer yet. I'm still, yeah. I'm still yeah, trying exactly. to yeah. figure it out. But at the end of the day, with our appearance in the Netherlands, are we really Dutch? Yeah, not completely. No, I don't think so. Yeah. If you would ask me where I feel most at home, I would also not know the answer. Citizen of the world. Yeah. I don't but, know. Uh, but I have to say the way I think and behave and uh, yeah, it's more Dutch. Yeah. But if I'm in the Netherlands, for example, at work, will I be, am I really the same as the others? Will they accept me like, the, like they are? I don't know. I'm not sure about that. Something I have to think about and experience also not again, really... maybe. Yes, but it it's not blocking and anything at this moment yeah. to me. Yeah. Where are you going to? Uh, are you going to stay here in Hong Kong for a while, or uh, what is your plan? Are you going back? Um, no? I don't know. I for sure I will go back. <laughs> I I learned that uh, you cannot uh, plan your life too well because things can change. I don't want to live in this stressful environment for that long. Okay. <laughs> at at some point, I want to take a step back and uh, and take less risk, and then have a nine to five job, and just enjoy life. But a lot of friends are, are are making jokes about this. They say, "No, this this is this is not CGA. You you cannot do this." I, I always try to have a stable life but somehow i like always take risk i don't know yeah <laughs> you can't deny who you are let's go to my usual questions to my guests who yes. were your mentors who inspired yes. you it can be someone you know personally it can be someone who is a celebrity yeah so the first mentor i had and uh, i'm still very great uh, grateful for uh for all the chances he gave me, is uh, up, up from the Meulen. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, he's a TV director. He is responsible all the the, the beginning of uh, BNN, BN, BNN, mm-hmm. the, the broadcaster, the channel. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So he, he created a lot of big shows there. And uh, so he was working for 85 back then as well. And he was sitting next to me, but I never talked to him, but somehow he saw something in me. And then he gave me, he, he really gave me the, the first big chances. Mm. For example, he gave me my first television show to, do, to present a show. And all the people were like, why CJ Strange? <laughs> yeah, was that your reputation that you're strange um yeah i was strange <laughs> no I'm, i was not strange i was just more quiet or something. quiet i was working hard i was not mingled with other people i did i didn't go to the happy hour yeah. i didn't do that okay. kind of things but i was just i went i, I went to work to work not yeah, not so to socialize serious. and okay yeah and i kept my so very chinese too. Yes, yes, it was. But now I understand why I didn't do that and what. Um, yeah, so so he gave me because the first this genetically, chance. it's genetically. <laughs> you don't socialize <laughs> at work. Is that uh, apparently uh, something we can base on your genes? I think it's, it's not the genes. true. It is the the more the Hong Kong working mentality. Yeah, you go to work for work, not to socialize. Yeah, but also it's the, the touch topics. You have to blah, 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 blah. It's about nothing and you have to be fast and you have to have an opinion. No, I need some more time <laughs> to create my opinion. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, funny. Yeah, maybe because we're not so encouraged at home to have discussions, yeah. Y yes, yeah, and also yeah. Dutch people back then, they will watch the news. Eight, yeah. the journal at yeah. 8 p.m. They will watch it together. But we Chinese don't watch that. We yeah. watch our own own TV yeah, shows. And our parents are still working in the restaurant at eight o'clock. So exactly, and so that's that's the reason that I didn't go to the happy hours. Not that I don't didn't like to drink because I like to drink, but it's you have to be like them and you have to behave yeah. like them and. So so that's that's that held me back. So okay. Yeah. So, so it was he was a confirmation sitting. actually that you don't completely fit in, and that it was a bit uncomfortable for you. It was uncomfortable, but uh, it doesn't disturb me very much because I was yeah, doing my sure. own thing, and yeah, I, I I didn't realize that. Yeah. Until I moved to here. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And that that it was that it was different. That I was different. Because when I was there, I was doing living my life. I had my own friends, and so I didn't go to happy hour. But I have other people to do uh, to do things with, to drink with. Uh, so I had my own life. But when I moved to Hong Kong, I saw it from distance. Oh, okay. So when I was in Holland, mm -hmm. I really didn't fit in, and this was the reason. But back then, I didn't know that. Yeah. So you were just doing and not really able to analyze it and um, now from exactly. uh, from a different place exactly. in the world you are able to see exactly yeah and yeah, so yeah. so up from the Merida was sitting next to me and he said to he said to me one day hey I have an idea Chang's choice I was like oh okay because my name is uh, Chang in the Netherlands C stands for Chang he said Chang's choice and without knowing and he's he's he just said the name and I was like, okay, what is it then? He said, I don't know. I just like the name. <laughs> and then he said, do you want to, do you want to present a show? I, I was like, because I was still studying. I was still, I, oh. I, I was accepting, I, I was accepting everything. I was like, oh, okay. 
okay. And then after six months, he called me. He said, okay, Chang, are you ready? Because we want to shoot this afternoon. It was 9 a.m. And then he said, okay, I will send you the script at 11. And at 2 p.m., we will film it. And it has to be on TV at 7. <laughs> so suddenly, okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. So sometimes things will happen like that. And um, yeah. it was you not to, in my... Uh, go with the flow. Go with the flow. and uh, But it gave me a lot of pressure that day. Because yeah. he is a, he's the man behind all the big shows of... Uh, BNN so so also he was the man behind all the celebrities at this moment the biggest stars at this moment in the Netherlands Pritchett Maasland, Katja Schuurmans, uh, Reinhard Ullemans they all they all were started. part of BNN yeah they all started there now they the the um of course now they don't, didn't start there but they uh, had the shows there so they uh, up made them bigger than they were and then before the shooting, 10 minutes before the shooting, he said to me, Chung, you are the next one. <laughs> it gave me so much pressure. Yeah. And then, um, 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 of course, I couldn't perform because if, you, if I have pressure, I cannot perform. <laughs> and so I, did a, I, did a, I, I didn't do it well. <laughs> okay. But, uh, but because I didn't do it well and the viewers liked it because oh. um, I was maybe approachable or something or yeah. I was I was uh, kind of charming that you were not Mr. Perfect I don't know they were maybe they want to hug me like oh come here poor you <laughs> uh, at the end we created 60 episodes <laughs> 60 episodes yeah 60 episodes of Chunk shows and what was the topic uh, what, what was the um, red, red it line was about yeah it was all, uh, about the highlights of Amsterdam in the past oh, okay. 20 something years. So every uh, episode had a topic and then I will uh, flashback. So, oh, so you know Amsterdam very well now. I, I do, I do, I do. And also it was uh, an archive show. So you have to go into the archive, find topics, find yeah. uh, old research. items, yeah. do a lot of research. And uh, right. I have to say, I think my research part is uh, is one of the of the of the strengths of what I can do. Okay, it's one of my strengths. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So thanks to up. Thanks to yeah. up. But after yeah. up, there was there, there there were more people that give me opportunities. Yeah. But up was really the first one, and I'm still thankful for that. Yeah. 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 And how do you keep on working on your personal growth now? Personal growth, you're always learning. Uh, mm -hmm. When you think you understand yourself, and then I'm like, oh, no, it's not like that. I still have a lot of aha moments, like, aha. So I'm like that. Oh, this come from there. And, and I'm also curious and about everything, including myself. So I'm still exploring how I am and how can I be a better, a better person. Yeah, so. okay. <laughs> so what Learn would you advise experience. your younger self? Uh, don't be afraid. Mm. Take more risk. Okay. okay. <laughs> you don't have to. Sh you don't have to show. Sh you have to. You don't have to show to other people that you are doing good, because you are doing good. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But back then, I didn't have this confidence. 
Yeah. No, not at all. Not at all. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's what about young people lack confidence, right? So. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, and uh, yeah, 10 years uh, from now, what are you doing? The nine to, uh, yeah, you already said it, nine to five <laughs> job. And uh, yes. So yeah. I want to take a step back, have a, have a nice house in the Netherlands with a garden with my mm -hmm. dog and then have a nine to five job, less stress. And now what I really want to do is create impactful, mean, very meaningful content. Mm -hmm. So not only entertainment anymore, but create content to inspire people, to motivate people, to support people. So that's my ultimate goal. All the things that I'm doing now, it's to inspire people, to, to, to support them and to let people know, for example, the minority group, that they are not alone. If they want to know something, they can DM me. Yeah. How can they find you? <laughs> uh, they can find me on Instagram, CJ Chung. Mm -hmm. They can find me on Facebook, Orange Fever. That's my company name, by the way, Orange Fever Group. And how yeah, can they, they can... Uh, uh, watch uh, Orange Fuzz or uh, Chunk's Choice? Is that available? Chunk... I'm not sure of Chunk's Choice because it's exactly 10 years ago that it was uh, aired on TV. Mm -hmm. But uh, maybe you can, still can find it somewhere. I don't know. Maybe on the website of 85. Oh. Um, and Orange Fuzz, you have to subscribe on the TVB channel. But... There's a, there are a lot of illegal websites. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we can look at you illegally. And, and yes. the Dutch show that will be in September, which channel is that? Yes, it will be 85 again after ah, 10 years. Exactly cool. 10 years. Exciting. Yes, I'm very excited. Yeah. Okay, CJ, let me know when it's uh, indeed getting aired. Uh, good luck with that, uh, the last shootings. And thank you very much for sharing your story with us. Yes, and thank you for having me and to have that this this great podcast to inspire people.